Yeah. I like that idea. Bryce for the throwback shirts. Yeah. Isn't it cool? I don't know. I think I, I mean, I think it's 2017. I think that 2018 is when I first went. So I just, I cleaned up my closet and I have, I have like the 10 year throwback and I have like a couple of throwback mm-hmm. marketing shirts from DYC. So I think it'll be, so, I had never been to a summit until I worked for DYC. Are you so, serious? Mm-hmm, that was my first one last year. I'll get you a special shirt then. My first summit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I need. It's exciting. We're getting so it's we're we have the agenda and everything's looking looking fun. So I cannot I cannot wait. But all right, coming up fast. It is coming up. I know it's right around the corner. Are we under sixty days? I think under. Yeah. When this comes out, definitely. So. Oh yeah, this absolutely. But yeah, I think we are. And the theme is becoming market proof and it's just becoming more and more <laughs> clear why that's need appropriate every day. So we'll, we'll touch on that on the podcast, but all right, let's get started. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to episode 230. I am Jackie Lipinski and with me today is Julie Jarnigan and Bryce Baker. Hey guys. Hey. So what you'll notice is- Ladies. I know, Kevin and Andrew. it's just us. (laughs) Kind of fun. It is fun. Yeah, we, we get to talk about whatever we want slash- Home building, marketing, and yes. <laughs> what we're saying in the market was, this week. Yesterday, Andrew, or was it Kevin? He was like, Kevin. Um, yeah, well, and then you guys were just like, yep, we got it. Let's do this. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, he was like, four people. Well, I have Andrew. No, Andrew's not no. coming. <laughs> Poor Andrew. We kicked Andrew out today. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. And the nicest, he, he's also, ha- he's not feeling well. So that's hopefully he's, he is for the time this comes out. But um, yeah, super excited. And we, there's so many things happening in the market every day. And I feel like some, some months it's just like crickets and some months a million things happen. And this is definitely one of those busy, busy months where we're just feeling calls, things are changing so quickly. And we know marketing is really trying to not just keep up, but also set the pace and and help. So I know we have some some builder stories. Bryce, did you want to take us off for your story time? Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to quickly like talk about how incentives, like just talk Mm -hmm. about incentives first off. All these builders are coming out with like their top incentive or blasting it all over their website or e-blasting it. And I just think that we need to take a step back and it's not required to blast all of your website. Use it as a sale incentive, put it in your sales team's back pocket, create that urgency of the fear of missing out. I know it's taking us back, but I mean, think about it. If I were to sit here and tell you like, Hey, blah, blah, blah is quitting in two weeks. You'd be like, who, who, who's quitting? No, I want to know who's quitting. Right. Well, do that with the incentive. Hey, we have this special incentive, but like you need to come see the model to come get it or mm-hmm. like you need to convert or only give it to your realtors and create that special net of your top realtors that are performing and selling your homes, like pull a report of the top five realtors that sold homes for you and your builders in the past year and then give them the special incentive. Hey, we can give you $10,000 or $5,000 and designer options or 
upgrades for your buyers only. This is special incentive just for you. And then taking that and giving it to the realtors and having that as a sales tactic for them. And could you imagine having your realtor come to you and be like, what about if I can get you $10,000 in sales options on this home? That likelihood of conversion would be a little bit higher, right? So I just think understanding that it doesn't have to be blasted and trying to find unique ways to get that advertising message out there. Yeah, I think what you're what you're saying too uh, is uh, so Zonda's housing market update came out yesterday when this is recording, and what they talked about is one of the questions that came up that Ellie Wolf addressed is what incentives are they finding are most effective? And I actually took a screenshot and I'll I'll go through them and and what you touched on is exactly right. They said that and what we're seeing too. Almost no incentive is making people drive to your model home and buy a house immediately, but it's also not hurting. And if that is something that you think can convert people lower in the sales funnel, absolutely go that route if that is what your management has decided. But to go through the list, it was rate buy-downs, rate locks, closing costs, free or discounted options. And then the next two, they said, are definitely the most important. Flex, and you just touched on Bryce. Flexible mm-hmm. dollars, which can be used to lower either the price of the home, used towards closing costs, or to buy down interest rates. So it's a do-as-you-wish incentive that the mm-hmm. sales team can m- meld to whatever the person needs. And then that's the last one, giving the sales manager the flexibility to a- address each of the buyer's hot buttons. And so that is where I think we're seeing the most success. And mm-hmm. I'll touch on it more on my story time, too, regarding the messaging. But yeah. I think that's, you're, you're definitely on par with marketers who maybe haven't seen these incentives or know how to talk about them are, I wouldn't say struggling, but it's always, you're also looking at what other builders are doing and you're trying to see what's, what positioning is working, working for you. And for each market, it is going to be different. So just working with your, your team too, to see what was most beneficial. Educating them. Yeah. I think the key is to make sure that your whole team is aware of what the actual promotion is besides just the sales team or the marketing team, because you can't expect the marketing team to actually properly execute how to advertise for an incentive if they aren't even aware, for example. Yeah. Or if they don't understand downs. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Julie, what, what story do you have for us? Yeah, well, mine is a little off topic more. I talked about last week mm-hmm. that um, we're getting some new concrete poured and we kind of went the route of instead of getting a contractor to handle all these projects, we're just, you know, dealing with everybody ourselves. And last week I was like, I'm not a very good contractor because I'm too nice. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Well, I think Bryce knows the story. I don't think Jackie did. <laughs> so I go out there last week and I say, do you need anything? Can I answer any questions to, to the owner of this company? Because I saw him looking around. And he looked at me right in the eye and said, no, I don't need anything from you. You're not the one with the money. Talking about, he had been speaking with my husband before. And I just, it's one of those things that just catches you so off guard. Like, did he really just say that to me? I can't believe he just said that to me. Caught me so off guard. So now I'm not being as nice. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Oh my goodness. I couldn't believe it. And probably our whole backyard was like dug up in a mess or I would have made it even more of an issue, but I didn't want to have to find somebody new. But he's being much nicer now because he he knows we were unhappy. 
But anyway, I just have it. It's been a while since somebody said something so blatantly like. So, not do, you, do you feel like Come now on. if one of your neighbors is looking for a recommendation, even if this company does a good job, you would recommend them? No, no, yeah. no, exactly. Because no. my service, absolutely not. <laughs> Obviously, we work in the home building Crazy. world. And before I came out of this, I ran the marketing department for an industrial power equipment company. And I think I really catch people off guard when I can talk chainsaws, lawnmowers, landscaping, housing to them. And it freaks them out. And I, I get that too. And it's just so offensive. Like uh, what I know it like catches me by surprise because I'm like, I can't believe people still say these things. And now especially I'm going to ruin our reputation on podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. It's insane. I know. So, you know, I'm, it's easier for me to be assertive now after he said that. So thank you, Mr. Concrete Contractor. Yeah. Do you pay up front or are you paying at the end? Paying you at better the be end. the one to give that check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paying at the, the end. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, fun story. But So, I know. think the messaging there is representation <laughs> of your company matters mm-hmm. no matter who's representing absolutely. the company. We, yeah, I, I remember absolutely. we had a bad review for our builder because one of the agents got really political. And one of the reviews was this guy went off the rails not talking about housing, got really inappropriate around this conversation. And and we had to have a conversation with him like, this is not okay. You are representing us as a company. These are not things you can, you can say to people as you are wearing clothes. So yeah, especially as things are changing, I think people just need to watch their, what they say and how they approach situations to different buyers. Definitely. Wow. That's, I'm sorry you went through that. (laughs) My story time is around, it's similar to Bryce's. So awesome uh, topic, Bryce. But I'm still seeing, as of this week, it's it's driving me nuts. I'm still seeing restrictive or confusing messaging on home builders' websites, even after telling them that's not the best practice. You need to change that. We need to talk about how to create less speed bumps for the buyers on your website. You're having conversion problems. You know, we're looking at their web traffic, and the web traffic is extremely healthy, and then their leads are just there's outlier communities and we look at that community on their website and the messaging again, confusing pictures, not up. If you're so concerned about your model home, your website is the biggest virtual model. It's where people go 99 plus percent of people use the website to find information about your houses and communities. You need to have it full of as much clarity as you can. And so the messaging I wanted to call out, it was get proof qualified to visit this community was still existing, which blows my mind because that's not where we are anymore. It is not Mm-mm. pre-qualified to get an appointment. It is not by appointment only model home address off the website. You know, even if there is a sales trailer, you still need to have some clarity about what to expect or what the next steps are and how you can do that. And actually, and this sparked from a actually a LinkedIn quote I saw, and the quote was simplicity drives sales. If you want to sell more, you have to make people think less. And that's exactly just stop yeah, trying like to go. That. Yeah, stop trying to have people jump through hoops to find you where those days are over. Mm-hmm. And then going with you, Bryce, the same goes for incentives. I had a meeting this week with a marketer, and she sent me, she showed me the PDF that the mortgage company sent her to talk about a rate buy down. And she's like, How do I sell this? How do I talk about this? How do I talk about that around this? And how do I market this? She was like, I have a master's degree. I don't understand what the heck I'm supposed to say. And And think about it also, if she's having troubles, imagine what the homeowners are trying to think. And the same with our website. We are brand blind to our website and we go, it looks Mm -hmm. good. But I like to 
play this game where I race my brain and then I walk through the website with our builder partners and I just, I'm confused and I'm confused, not all the time, but it's just like, if I was starting here, how would I approach this? And what am I looking for? And how am I uneducated? And I run through those scenarios and then we, we come up with a list. So, but going back the incentives, I think you were saying, Bryce, you can put incentives on your website, but you don't need to put the spec details in detail around them to a T. And what I mean by that is, I'll give this example. It was rate by down. She's like, I don't know how to talk about this. We're like, just have something on your website that says summer savings or ask us about how to save money on your house. And then that conversation around those specific details per specific lots needs to happen on the phone. It needs to happen with, you know, if it's online sales, transferring that to onsite, like those conversations need to be funneled down because, but then also the, the catch with that, that you also touched on Bryce is, is your sales team educated enough? And one of the things I said was, it's great that the mortgage company created this. Now I think they need to record a video or have a training, like a, just a training thing with the sales team to get everyone on the same page and ask the frequently asked questions or sales team can approach you with the questions that they think will arise from this and what it means. And if they can actually put some numbers together because quantifiable data of, you know, rate buy down, you're going to save a thousand dollars a month reads much better than a flyer in their face and with no conversation points around it. So that would be my two cents. Clarity is what you all need to be focusing on right now. If your website is still having restrictions, I'm going to slap your hand and say hard no. And um, you just need to think about when you're analyzing your website, delete your builder brain and go in as if you were a new customer and ask the silliest questions to yourself because new buyers, sometimes they don't know a lot. And they're, if they're coming to their website for the first time, we just want to take away that any confusion that will be happening on their website, on your website for them. So yeah. And like you said, get rid of mm-hmm. any of that old messaging from last year that no longer applies or terminology that people don't like anymore. Um, look at it with fresh eyes. Yeah. Even right now I'm seeing this too, you know, a lot of builders haven't had standing inventory and their website will say coming soon homes, but the houses are available now. And so it's even just little, mm-hmm. little tiny messaging yeah, around it. We just it. get blind to it Yeah, we, we do. see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of like whenever we would walk models, right? And having the personnel from the office go walk the models versus sales team walking the models. The sales team always missed everything that the office personnel had a fresh eye to. So it's just yeah. making sure and maybe change it. Instead of the marketer looking at your website, Maybe ask financial department, hey, can you run through this? Let me see what you think you see versus which I can tell you. I I look at it every day. Yeah, as a marketer and like the owners of the companies, we're looking at that website constantly. I can tell you, like accounting and other departments are like, what's the URL? They might not even (laughs) have logged into your site. So (laughs) that is a good process. And now a quick word from our supporting partner, Open Door. Not taking contingencies. Open Door creates more opportunities by sending customers a preliminary offer in minutes. Plus, as a builder sales associate, you can provide flexible close date to help customers avoid double moves and mortgages by closing anytime between 14 days to nine months. Go to opendoor.com slash do convert to learn more about how you can partner with Open Door. All right, on to the news. From marketingdrive.com. Ad spend recedes in June for the first time in a 15 months study says. So is this true? 
Well, it's a tricky headline. (laughs) Yeah. When when you read the headline and then you read the article, you find out that the headline's a little misleading because that's digital spend is still strong. So this is a Mm -hmm. lot of from television and more traditional ad spend that's Mm -hmm. what's dropping. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, we've been seeing that decline for years in terms of people just cutting cable, getting rid of any, I think, ad type that doesn't necessarily bring direct conversions. And I know that with the pandemic, everyone was home watching TV too. So that significant yep. increase. And if we're comparing year over year, that absolutely makes sense. But some of the, some of the data points we wanted to pull out of here was digital ad spent in June grew 9%. While TV receded 20, I'm sorry, 19% from the same period last mm-hmm. time. So makes sense. And then media's companies saw, uh, media companies saw modest growth with Meta growing 6%. And then from another article we grabbed from uh, 9to5google.com, Alphabet's revenue is up 13% in uh, compared to Q2 of 2021. So digital spending so still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Google spend though. So like Google yeah. or... Alphabet reported for Google that 13%. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. We've, we've seen builders, I think right now they're, no one seems to be going crazy because I think with the consumer sentiment being so low, there are so many people on the fence who are kind of just waiting. I know we had feedback this week where a marketer was talking to us about how their events are doing really well, but everyone at the events is asking, well, I'm, what, when are the prices going to drop? When are the prices going to drop? And I think that still is in people's minds too. And so, um, so we're seeing people get a lot of traffic, but it just seems like there's a, a big pause. And let us know what you're seeing too, because that's that seems, obviously it's market to market, but it seems like it's becoming a little more consistent as we move forward into the, the end of summer here. Yeah, I thought that third bullet point says economic woes are impacting marketers. While the increase in digital media spend likely points to ongoing strength in online activity, shopping, browsing, and viewing, which is what we're seeing in housing too. We're mm-hmm. still seeing mm-hmm. pretty strong traffic. People are still looking. People are still browsing. People are still interested in events and things. But you know, because of some shifts, it's just taking that next step that we've seen the slowdown on. Yeah, and that was the feedback too from the events. It's people still want to become educated. They still want to. They want to be ready for when they feel they can shift quickly. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're still, they're still showing up. There's you were right. We're still doing homework, but they're also, we, we are still seeing this jump when houses are more complete, they're feeling more confident yep. in that purchase. And that's, what's going off. There's definitely a slowdown in early home release or under construction homes that, that is being seeing more of a pause. Yeah. And that's what we've telling people asking about ad spend. Um, if you want to keep your ad spend strong, you are, it is going to drive traffic still. It's doing a great job at that. Mm-hmm. Just don't expect those same returns on other conversion rates further yep. down the For line. Last. Like the leads aren't necessarily going to match your increase in traffic. So you just have to be strategic about if you are increasing ad spend. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Next news article is Google ads automatically will switch some conversion actions to data-driven attribution, so DDA. I think this comes from a lot of builders um, have recently gotten an email from Google saying, hey, we saw your conversions are currently last click or linear or Mm -hmm. another attribution. And now they have said your ads can go to DDA. And some builders I know are asking questions around that. And Google gives some really good examples of how to think about that. So... (laughs) 
to kind of give definitions of what last click is, last click attribution gives all the credit of a conversion to that, to that last link clicked. So that will get 100% of that, that ad brought that lead done check mark. Even if they've searched five terms, data driven takes all of those five terms that they searched. If they were in your search terms that you're using, and it'll give attribution spread over those five terms. And it's actually a more accurate way to, to see how the lead became a lead. And so if you do see that, and if you do trend towards that, don't be afraid. It seems like Google wants to automatically update a lot of um, attribution for builders. That is perfectly fine to swap over because they also noted if they are not seeing the conversion numbers or um, traffic to help this um, conversion data be the best it is, it will swap back to what it was automatically. So it's a nice experiment on their, their part. And, um, and they give some really good examples too on the context if you if you need to know that but i feel like most marketers are just gonna go that sounds fine um but but other marketers will will dive into deep to to understand what that means for them but i can see it just only being more beneficial so yeah it's good it's automatically happening like it's going to be the default that it's Mm going to change if they've reached out but you can always change it back if you need to so at least they're not taking away something that you can't get back so but it's not a problem. That's Facebook you're thinking of. They... <laughs> it's Facebook that changes things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and doesn't even tell you. It's just a surprise. Yeah. It's always fun to log in some days and we all select each other. Is this changed for you? So <laughs> my favorite is that it doesn't change all across the board. It's like one account might be different than the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then slowly they roll it out versus pressing the button just to switch it all. Yeah, Jackie and I realized that uh, when we logged into the Facebook Business Manager, we were seeing two totally different things. It was defaulting two different, totally different places. She was like, how do you get to that report? It's just, you know, just Facebook. You never know. (laughs) Well, and that kind of rolls into their other company, Instagram. Do you want to, you guys want to go talk on this topic? Instagram rolls back some product changes after backlash. And funny enough, from the Kardashians. <laughs> the Kardashians. Kardashians. They saved Instagram. You know, I, I started mean, seeing it posted by several other people first. And then I think, who was it? Kim shared it and was like, take back Instagram. We want the photos. Like we yeah. want posting on photos versus reels and stuff. So I just think it's funny that the Well, I know it was a couple of weeks ago. Pushing the, yeah. Yeah, I screenshot. I was one of the first to get that. And I screenshot it to the team. And I was like, I hate this. This is terrible. Well, and they maybe were they changed to, it because of you, Jack. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> you, you did it. <laughs> well, I know I was I was listening, I was watching the videos from the gentleman of the name escapes me. Oh, Adam Moresi, and who uploads the Instagram videos to talk about what's changing. And they were even saying, come 2023, they want one in three video reels or promote to be recommended posts. So it's gonna be 33% of the posts aren't even people you see regularly. And I know that, um, that mm-hmm. backlash and it's just, they're trying to, I think it's just too, too promotional and feels mm-hmm. too, it's not what Instagram has been. Instagram, I think for a lot of people has been a difference of Facebook to quickly just see photos, to have that involvement and conversation, to find things via location. I think it has a better, if they succeed, you know, more interaction with people, you know, than TikTok, but I think it's just mm-hmm. not what people came to Instagram for. And that's, I think what's 
pissing people off the most and how they're interacting, as well as the people I know who are content creators on the back end, like taking screenshots of their interaction rates and the money yep. that they've been making. And it has yep. just nosedived from what they have. So the people Absolutely. who have been using Instagram profitably are not seeing that anymore. And I'm sure that's also why the Kardashians had some feedback on that I'm too, sure. because mm-hmm. it was, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Any other take on this guys? No, I agree. I think on the other side though, I think also with the the reels and TikToks and everything that's coming on Instagram, those who are seeing higher engagement are the ones that keep on getting showed and like suggested for you, which then people are making tons of money off of, which is also being paid by Instagram. So Instagram, who is paying these influencers, the money is going to show those who are going to continue to get the highest exposure. So I think that's what's overriding those that we personally want to follow. Like me seeing your stuff on Jackie, like whenever you post that you're going hiking or seeing the kids, (laughs) Julie, like whenever you go on a walk, like I have to scroll past almost three or four advertising before I I get to you guys. So I think it kind of is where all of the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know they have this section where you can do favorites and only see favorites, but yep. it's, it's not promoted enough to make it there. But I, I will say for builders, you know, the, the future of marketing is going to rely more heavily in videos and content and even just like sparking joy with video. And so if you don't have a part-time or full-time or, or kind of marketing plan going into the next year, especially as inventory might sit longer, that would be something that you need to put back on your agenda. We were able to get away with so, so, so little marketing materials the last two years because people just mm-hmm. wanted a house and didn't, you know, doesn't, I don't care what it looks like, or I can't envision it. It's fine. But those days are done. And we need to, we need to be creating that content <clears throat> around envisioning what their house is going to look like. And that's also along with, I know some builders are like the stagers are out, you know, they had sold all their furniture and now they don't have enough content. There are still, you can still photograph a house and do digital staging and then, or have that same photo and do five different kinds of staging within the house. And then that's kind of a story of make your home your own. You know, how are you envisioning your house? Create, create interesting content around people envisioning their house, because we're also seeing that I'm hearing sales feedback of you need this more personal approach to sell sales. And one of them was a pregnant woman who was on the fence about buying a house. And the sales agent went to the house, took a picture of the backyard and was like, can't you imagine your kids playing in this backyard? And it really just Mm -hmm. helped them close the deal in terms of envisioning themselves in that specific home with their specific goals in mind. And so Creating content around that, I think, is um, is super important. And then pushing it via social media and YouTube and um, Instagram and however else you need to push that to get that sold. And speaking of YouTube, Bryce, mm-hmm. I'll let you take the next one away. YouTube TV hits 5 million subscribers and is looking for the future, like the future of cable. And I have to be a strong advocate for it. I just switched to YouTube TV I think four or five months ago, I'm sure you guys do it too, but I am splitting it with two other people. So I think it's like $70 a month, but we pay $20 a month and we all do a pot. There's six TVs that can be on at the same time per account. I think I'm sure it's going to change in the future, but what's different about YouTube TV is the fact that it is more for sports oriented. So like it is hundred percent all sports, not all, but 
like Hulu doesn't do sports really. Netflix doesn't do sports. So like the streaming service is more targeted sports. Actually, 69% of American households are what watches sports. And then out of that, you they average watch it about four hours a week. So I mean, to have a streaming service that is more designated to that, I only know this because my fiance is a diehard football fan. So <laughs> we have it strictly for that. But we used to get cable only for the football season. And mm. then the YouTube TV rolled out and signed all the contracts. And now you can get the NFL. So and there, I think I was reading in the article and they're looking to sign some more contracts with the MLB and stuff like that. But on the other side, they still get Hallmark. They still get Criminal Minds. Like, so I can still watch all my Christmas movies, my Christmas <laughs> TV shows. So I am definitely an advocate for YouTube TV that I've never ran into an issue where the streaming is bad or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that I definitely, I'm an advocate. Absolutely. Yeah. We have MLB TV because my husband, yeah. luckily he doesn't, he doesn't watch football, but he only watches baseball and it's just, it doesn't matter where a game baseball's is longer. It's baseball's longer like and, 169 games a year. That's yeah. way longer girlfriend. She can also <laughs> find channels for like, if they're in different countries at two in the morning, okay. like it's like, there's a baseball yeah. game always on, but yeah, sports, <laughs> sports rule the world. And, yes. um, I know it's, yeah. One of the quotes here is YouTube TV mostly exists because of sports, what you just said, yeah. and be, which continues to be the most lucrative thing happening in the TV world. And so I can definitely yep. see why they would want to hyper-focus on that, especially if it is where they make money. And what's nice is, and I think that's where Netflix kind of stalls. Netflix just mm-hmm. has binge series and this is constantly going on. So it's a constant revenue stream with anticipated Absolutely. expectations of, you know, I watched Stranger Things. Now I deleted Netflix. That's not going mm-hmm. to be happening when you constantly want to watch series of games. So I think Kevin said he swapped over to this as well. So we'll have to get his feedback on it. it but It is crazy that still, so YouTube TV has 4.1 million subscribers, which is great. But still Netflix has 220 million plus subscribers and 130 million for Disney plus. That's wild. It's insane. And then I was reading the article. I had no clue Hulu has, or Hulu is only like 4 million subscribers. Okay. So pop pop question. A builder comes to us and goes, Mm -hmm. I want to market on OTT over the top ads, which will show commercials on these streaming platforms. What do you think? What do you guys say? Please don't. I don't even think Netflix. <laughs> yeah, don't. Netflix, Netflix hasn't changed it. yet. No. They're, they're having conversations around it. I know we've talked about it in the past. And how you can also think about it is if you are doing ads that are streaming to services where if it's $10 a month for the commercials or $20 a month with no commercials, if you are selling a higher product, you're most likely not targeting the correct buyer mm-hmm. because you are paying to advertise to the person who is not paying for the subscription. You're marketing towards the person who has lower a lower budget. And so yeah. just think about it that way. I'm sure you, you know, there are marketers who have a budget that they need to spend. They have line items and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think in this time, in this industry, this does not seem like, I would not start there if you have not dove no. there. Please don't. So yeah, please especially don't. I feel like we're getting more questions about um, unique things like this. And as the market kind of turns a little bit, people are looking for creative new things to do. But, you know, don't. <laughs> it's OK to experiment with things, but still, there's a reason why you do the things you do that work, you know, in mm-hmm. digital marketing. So sometimes 
yeah, don't let other people suck you into these things that might not be the best choice. Same thing for (laughs) radio ads. Absolutely. Yes. And then last news article is what we guessed. Uh, Google is pushing back (laughs) its deadline for killing off tracking cookies till at least 2024. Did we guess this was going to happen? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that and we'll, we'll also see, I guess, when they, I think it's June or July, July 1st, 2023 for Google Analytics 4. I can also guess that they'll probably push that back six months if I had to. Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. people. They tend to give us long deadlines and then push their long deadlines back. But we appreciate that. And it's still something to have on your radar mm-hmm. and to be thinking about these things and cookies going away. But it just gives us more time to be prepared. And that's what they're doing. They're taking more time to let people test and prepare. Yeah. I think it's funny because it's also like the market proof awards. You know, we put this out, we put this out, we put this out. And then today is it's Friday actually. And it's the last day. And I'm just getting boom, 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 boom. Notifications of so many submissions at the last moment. And so I can see that they'll probably pull a report of like only 60% of people changed from Google Analytics three to four. And then they're going to heavily target those 40% that didn't do it to, to swap and kind of probably alleviate that stress. At least they got 60% to do it. So it'd be Mm -hmm. my, my take. What, how long do you guys think if you had to guess that they will extend Google Analytics for, do you think a full year or six months? I think six months, six six months. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. I can see them doing that. Yeah. Which we'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) And I give that like a 90% likelihood. Like it's a very strong likelihood. Yeah. I I like how Google eases people into things versus Mm -hmm. we joked earlier about Facebook, just turning a switch and saying, good luck, figure it out. Here's also no way to understand it. If you don't understand it, it is kind of hard to struggle or hard to understand if you don't know the right steps for Facebook, but Google, Google does do a good job. And I think what's nice is they also, they have like a, a marketing academy to understand Google Analytics for, they seem more prepared with every change they have. And I do appreciate how they, they roll out their updates. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Be sure to send in your industry-related questions to show at doconvert.com. And we will touch on those on our next episode. Have a good one, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peak, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.